right, fuck it, let's get it. Yes, sir. How y'all doing, man? What's poppin' child? Welcome back to another motherfucking episode of the Until Further Noise podcast. I am the flyest, highest, coolest, smoothest host of them all. OG! Hey, man, you know what the fuck it is, man. How y'all doing out there, man? What's up with y'all, man? What's poppin', man? Hope y'all out there looking good, feeling good, staying safe. It's a lot of shit going on in them streets. We all know that shit by now, man. Um, I want to say shout out to everybody around the world that's tapped in, joined the motherfucking conversation, man. I truly appreciate that shit. Um, it's a lot of shit going on, man. It's the last episode of the, of the year, of 2020. God damn, who, who would have thought we would have made it? <laughs> who would have thought we would have fucking made it, man? Um, but I want to say right here, man, this episode right here is dedicated to everybody we lost, you know what I'm saying, during this, this, um, this troublesome-ass year. Uh, 2020, a lot of shit happened, man. We lost a lot of people during 2020 um, due to COVID, due to police brutality, um, due to a lot of shit, you know what I'm saying? Um, and also, I want to say shout out to everybody who who made it through 2020, man. Um, you got to be thankful, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, it's a lot of shit that happened this year. Uh, you just got to be thankful you made it. You got to be thankful for the loved ones that made it, your friends, family, you know what I'm saying? All that good shit in between that, man. Um, this is episode 24 of the pod. Of the, of the, um, this is episode 24, right? Yeah, uh, 24 of the Until Further Notice podcast. Um, shout out to Kobe, man. It's only right. The last episode of the year, man, it, 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 it's, it's episode 24, man. Number 24. Rest in peace, my man, Kobe, man. Um, I want to say rest in peace to my grandma. Um, I lost my grandma, you know, beginning of this year. Um, my grandma, Cynthia, on my dad's side. Um, I want to say rest in peace to my grandpa, Hillary. Um, I lost him also a week or two after my grandma um, earlier this year. I want to say rest in peace to Nipsey also. Rest in peace to Kobe and Gigi and everyone who else, everyone else who was on that helicopter um, who, that crashed earlier this year. I want to say rest in peace to Chadwick Bozeman. Um, I want to say rest in peace to Debo, uh, Tiny Lister, uh, and also anyone else who I, who, who I didn't name. Uh, I just want to say rest in peace, man. We lost a lot of iconic people i wanted to make sure i came on this platform and, and list the people who who impacted my life you know what i'm saying and and, and made sure I, I give them their respect you know what i'm saying because the people i lost this year man 2020 2020 has been crazy bro i'm gonna be honest with y'all man 2020 has been crazy when i really sit back and think about that shit um like i said i lost a lot of people influential people in my life i lost grandparents you know what i'm saying i lost role models you know what i'm saying i lost artists that i listen to every day uh, who get me through tough times, who get me on my shit when I'm grinding and shit like that. Um, 2020 was just crazy, man. You know what I'm saying? You got COVID. You got the motherfucking me killer horns. You got the fire tornadoes. <laughs> you know, I came on here and, and talked about all that shit on past episodes. Um, you got the police brutality. You got the George Floyd situation, the Breonna Taylor situation, um, and countless other situations. Um, excuse me if I'm if I'm leaving names off. I don't mean to be disrespectful in any way. Um, but you, a lot of shit happened in 2020, man. You got the the explosions in Beirut. You know what I mean? You got the you got the economy shutting down. The the first time in my life where the world fucking stood still. You know what I'm saying? Like all this shit happened in 2020. Um, I fucking graduated college, bro. <laughs> like like 
Like I, I graduated college, you know what I'm saying, a few months ago, and like I be forgetting that shit even happened, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I've graduated college, you know what I'm saying. I, I've launched a podcast, you know what I'm saying. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing success from the podcast, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm giving, I'm doing something. I, I, I finally feel like I'm made to do. You know what I'm saying? I was born to do. You know what I mean? Like I feel good talking to this motherfucking microphone. I feel good when people listen to the podcast and they hit me up talking about some, yo, that shit was hard. That shit was good. Yo, last week's episode was great. Such and such. This, this is my favorite part. Yada, yada, yada. You know what I'm saying? It goes on. Um, and also, you know what I'm saying? 2020, um, I've started new, you know what I'm saying? Relationships um, with people. Um, I've met new people in my life uh, who've taught me things. Um, in 2020, I, I, I've, I've, tried to, I've, I've tried the whole vulnerable thing. You know what I mean? Um, that there's a beauty in being vulnerable. You know what I mean? Like I've I've gone twenty. I went twenty four years without you know what I'm saying being vulnerable. Um, I, when I turned twenty five, I said fuck it. I, I got to switch some things up. Um, so for the last year, you know what I'm saying for the last couple of months, I should say, um, I've been doing the whole vulnerable thing and shit's been working out, man. You know it's it's a, it's a beauty in that. You kind of find yourself. Um, you find yourself a little bit more. You learn something about yourself when you go when you do the whole vulnerable thing. You know what I mean? Um, and I and I did that in 2020. Um, it's just been a lot of shit that's going on in 2020, man. It's been a long ass fucking year. Um, I just I just feel thankful, bro. You know, I really do feel thankful that during this 2020, um, as bad as it's been for a lot of people, I can honestly say that you know I, I can pro- I take pride in in being focused and maintaining the grind and staying on the grind. You know what I mean? Like I. I didn't let the pandemic really knock me off my grind. You know what I'm saying? I am blessed to to still be able to say I still have a full-time job and things of that nature, which is a good-ass job. Um, shout out to Chase. <laughs> shout out to y'all niggas. <laughs> um, but I, I, it's just, at the end of the day, man, I'm just blessed, bro. You know what I mean? I I, I amped up a lot of my therapy set uh, therapy sessions this year, um, and I think that shit helped a lot. Um, 2020 just been... I, it's just been a long fucking year. A lot of times, the days all felt like one long ass day. Um, but it's been it, it, as much bad shit as it's been. It's been a lot of good shit. You know what I mean? Like, so I've met new people this year that's has really taught me some things about myself and taught me a few things about life in general. You know what I mean? Sometimes you come across some things and you you, you think it's the shit. You know what I mean? You think it's it's there to stay, but now nah, it's just new. And when you come across that shit in 2020, man, and depressing ass year, that shit can seem like a, a light at the end of the tunnel. You know what I mean? So um, I don't want to run on, man. We all know what 2020 been like. It's been different for, for many people. Um, but the common thing is we all have to sit our ass down for a long period of time, man. Um, and that shit may be coming up again in 2021. You never know with this COVID shit, uh, with this vaccine shit. You've been seeing a lot of motherfuckers going crazy with that shit. Um, I don't know. I know a few people personally who went and got that shit. I ain't fucking with them. <laughs> I got that ass under a microscope, you know what I'm saying, for the next couple months. But 2020 just been a motherfucker, man. Uh, one thing about 2020, I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie at all, man. 2020 done forced a lot of niggas to have kids and propose to bitches they don't even like for real. <laughs> I know I ain't the only nigga that's been so that's been scrolling through social media and shit, or no motherfuckers in their personal life. That's been having babies with motherfuckers that they don't even like for real. A motherfucker who's been getting proposed to and shit like that. That's the one thing about 2020. The one thing about 2020, bro, early on, you've seen a lot. Early on in the pandemic, you know what I mean? You've seen a lot of motherfuckers who, who, uh, who was breaking up, who was in marriages, who was getting divorced and shit like that. Because they was never used to just having to sit around their partner all motherfucking day. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of motherfuckers... A lot of motherfuckers' relationship survive because the the spouses go to work. You know what I'm saying? They go to work, they they do shit, and they come home to each other. So when the pandemic hit, you had a lot of motherfuckers who were just sitting at home with their wife and their husband or their boyfriend, their girlfriend, and just getting annoyed with these motherfucking each other. Like, damn, you was this annoying? Because <laughs> everybody got a work girlfriend and a work boyfriend. Like, motherfuckers don't want to admit it, but everybody got that one motherfucker at work. They're like, no, nah, that, that's who I'm fucking with. That's who I might eat lunch with. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's what I'm talking to on the regular. You know what I'm saying? It's always the opposite sex. This is how I go. Everybody got a work girlfriend or a work boyfriend. It's just, it just how I go. <laughs> Especially depending on the job you got. 
Um, but with this 2020 shit, a lot of motherfuckers been sitting in the house. And later in the pandemic, well, um, later in the year, you start to see around Christmas time, you see a lot of motherfuckers getting proposed to a lot of motherfuckers getting engaged and things of that nature. And I want to say shout out to all y'all. I wish y'all nothing but the best going forward in life. <laughs> I don't want to come over and say no motherfucking me hater, but we all know what that shit is, man. We all know what that shit is. Y'all niggas been forced to sit in that motherfucking house. Y'all been fucking this bitch all while stuff. Now she ended up pregnant. Now you're like, fuck. <laughs> you're like, fuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? But no, it's just like with the pandemic, it, it made a lot of it made a lot of motherfuckers make a lot of decisions. You know what I mean? With this 2020 shit forcing motherfuckers to sit down and being in the house with a motherfucker, that's when you find out, damn, you really love this person. You know what I mean? It could be you, you sitting down in the house with a motherfucker, you spending all your time with them, and you're like, damn, I really love this woman. I, I really love this woman. So you end up opposing to it. It works both ways. So I think that's what the pandemic has shown. The pandemic has shown it's working both ways for a lot of motherfuckers. A lot of, a lot of relationships have failed. <laughs> a lot of babies have been born. It's going to be a lot of motherfucking be pandemic babies. It's going to be a lot of motherfuckers in the next 20 years. They're going to get together and be like, that 2020 was a motherfucker. I know so many people that's pregnant right now, bro. It don't even make no sense. Now, when you really sit back and think about the, the amount of motherfuckers that got pregnant during COVID, that shit crazy, dog. <laughs> that shit crazy, dog. Motherfuckers supposed to be social distancing. It's hella COVID babies. I ain't going to fake it. But that's the one. That's the thing about COVID, man. It, it, it got a lot of motherfuckers engaged. It got a lot of motherfuckers divorced. <laughs> it got a lot of motherfuckers pregnant. It's just how the game go, man. 2020 has been a crazy ass fucking year. Like motherfuckers talk about the 80s. Like think about that shit. Like growing up, you always heard like, yo, the 80s was a motherfucker. The 90s was a mo- 90s hip hop was a motherfucker. Motherfuckers are gonna say 2020 was a motherfucker. <laughs> It ain't gonna be, it ain't gonna be mother the 80s with some. It ain't gonna be no decade of shit. It's gonna be one fucking year, bro. It's gonna be one year where motherfuckers say, yo, 2020 was a motherfucker. And I, that's hoping. I'm ho- I'm on the glass table right now, so I can't even knock on wood. God damn. I'm hoping the 2020, the 20s ain't, ain't, ain't like the 80s or the uh, no shit like that. Because if the 20s ain't anything like the motherfucking me. If 2021 is anything like 2020, this we in a long, we in for a long fucking ride, yo. <laughs> I ain't gonna feel we in for a long one. It's, it's a lot of shit going on, man. Um, but moving on, man. I want to talk about how the world is fucking weird, man. You know, over the over the last couple weeks, over the last couple days, man, there's some shit coming out about um Bronny James liking some pictures of on uh, Larsa Pippen and shit like that. And if you're new to the show, man, on past episodes, I've, I've covered many topics about Larsa Pippen, um, about her fuckery, about her hauling around, man. And don't get me twisted, man. I'm, not, I'm all for motherfuckers fucking around. <laughs> I'll be fucking around, bro. That's how the game go. You got to fuck around until you find the right one. You know what I mean? Um, but I've come on her on, on past episodes, and I've talked about Larsa Pippen um, and her sescapades. I might name this episode Sescapades. <laughs> nah, nah, not Sescapades. But I, I came on here and I talked about Sescapades at Barcelona Pippen, man. Her, her fucking around with Future and her fucking around with uh, Malik Beasley and things like that. Um, but news, you know what I'm saying? Twitter went crazy. The internet went crazy. Um, when when shit went, when uh, Bronny James liked a picture of Larsa Pippen and motherfuckers say he slid in her DMs and things of that nature. And the world is just crazy, bro, because motherfuckers is talking about Bronny James. Like, I get it, bro. I, I really, I, I get it. You know what I'm saying? Bronny James is a celebrity. That nigga's a star. That's LeBron James' fucking son. You know what I'm saying? Like, like LeBron probably, like, one of the biggest stars ever. And his son is, is that's his son. You know what I'm saying? His son, a little hot boy. That nigga, be smoking weed, and he dunking on niggas. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it's like, when I, when I really think, sit back and think about the shit, it's like the world don't even trip off. That nigga's still a little-ass kid, bro. Like, motherfuckers is talking about this woman talking to this little-ass kid. That's a minor, my nigga. Like, if dude was 19, 20, and he was in college or some shit, you know what I'm saying? I'd be like, all right, fuck it. It's, it's fair game. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, this little nigga's a, he's a kid. He's like 17 years, 16, 17 years old, bro. Like, and I get his standpoint. Like, I, I get him liking the pictures. But from the outside looking in the world trying to make this a big-ass thing, that shit just lame and kind of corny. 
Like, I get the names involved, but it's like, come on, my nigga, that's a fucking kid. Y'all talking about a kid and a grown-ass woman. Like, even, you know you know what type of attention that can bring to that woman? You know what type of attention that can bring to him and his career? His basketball career? Like, that shit, I think motherfuckers just don't sit back and think, like, that's a little-ass boy. Like, no matter what his name is, no matter who his dad is, no matter if that nigga can dunk, no matter if he can pull up from 30, with all off a of hezzy, you know what I'm saying? None of that shit really matters at the end of the day. That nigga's a little ass kid. When you start involving, you know, when you start engaging in conversations about little ass kid, you know what I'm saying, sexually with, 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 with adults or sexually, period, when you were an adult, nigga, you 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 crossing the fucking line. Like that's that's just certain conversations you shouldn't even have. Like I don't even feel comfortable talking about this shit on my platform for real. Cause he's a fucking minor. Like, I don't want to talk about Bronny James unless he hooping or some shit. And even with that, I don't even want to talk about no, I don't want to talk about no high school hoopers, nigga. What the fuck? I don't watch that shit. But it's like niggas is so, it's just now nowadays on, on social media, motherfuckers are so quick to just talk about shit without thinking about what the fuck they talking about. Like, y'all, y'all really talking about a minor fucking around with a, a fucking 40-year-old woman. Like, think about that shit. <laughs> Like, really think about life, bro. And, and Savannah Jane, she replied to that shit. She went on social media. You know what I'm saying? She she went on her IG story. And she said, uh, let me pull it up right now. She said, with everything going on in the world right now, this is the shit y'all talking about. At the end of the day, y'all talking about a minor. I don't care about, I don't care what type of celebrity y'all think he is. He's a child. And the bullshit needs to stop. Y'all got the right one. And that nigga Braun said, uh-oh, y'all fucked up. Y'all fuck with the wrong one. Good luck. It won't be cute. I'm be before I even go forward. That's the difference between a black mama and a white mama in the NBA. <laughs> Savannah ain't playing that shit. That's I love Savannah James, bro. But that's that's real shit. Y'all talking about a little ass kid, bro. Yeah, like this is Lamelo, Lamelo Ball. That's different. That nigga in the NBA. That nigga he above eighteen. That nigga getting millions. It's, it's whatever. Bronny James is still he a sophomore in high school, my nigga. Yeah, really talking about a sophomore in high school fucking a, a 40-year-old woman? Or fucking around with a 40-year-old woman? He, all he did was like a picture, bro. The internet really blew that shit out of proportion, bro. I ain't going to fake it. I'm really not even going to fake it. But the one thing about the Larson Pippen situation, man, it's really bothering me, bro. I ain't going to fake it. It's really fucking bothering me, man. Because it's a lot more. I, I'm on Twitter and shit like that. And when this shit broke... It was a lot of women talking about, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to, you know, so big up, big up, bigging up um, Larsa Pippen for trying to fuck with younger men. And don't get me wrong. I don't want to come here and suck a hypocrite. You know what I'm saying? All my life, I've been fucking older chicks, bro. Uh, that's just how I go. I've been fucking older chicks all my life. That pussy is crazy. Season pussy is crazy. I ain't going <laughs> to Season pussy is crazy, bro. You put a little garlic powder on that shit. That shit crazy. <laughs> but, um. <laughs> um, but I don't want to go in and sound like I'm a hypocrite, bro. Because because I get older women fucking with younger dudes, bro. It's it's a thing, bro. Younger dudes fucking with older women. It's just a thing, and it's older men that fuck with younger chicks. And it's younger chicks that love older women, older men. It's just how the game go, bro. Niggas niggas is fucking, motherfuckers is fucking, bro. If you legal, motherfuckers is fucking. That's just how the game go. And since I've been of age, I've been fucking older chicks, and. With this Larsa Pippen shit, like I said, a lot of women was on Twitter and social media talking about some shout Larsa Pippen follows her age, going through a divorce and going through shit she done been through with Scotty. I'll be looking to have fun too. And I get that. You know what I'm saying? With her fucking with Malik Bees and her fucking with Future. I get that. Stella had to get her groove back too. You know what I'm saying? I get it. <laughs> I fucking get it. But my only beef with it is, is like, I, I'm, I'm just under the belief of Let's just see how fucking poppin' Larsa Pippen would be if her name was Larsa fucking Jones. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's just, like, my whole thing, if, you, if you're going to be out here wildin' like that, if you're going to be out here fucking all these young niggas, you're going to be in the tabloids going crazy, living your best life, leave that nigga Scotty Pippen name out of this shit. Like, leave, get that man last name away. Take your old name back. Because motherfuckers wouldn't even be talking about you if you was, if your last name wasn't Pippen. You know what I'm saying? That's my only beef with the shit. Like, quit, you don't have to embarrass that man like that. 
Because every time we're talking about you fucking Future, every time we're talking about you fucking Malik Beasley, every time we're talking about Bronny James liking your pictures, every time we talk about the next nigga that's going to slide in your DMs, we're going to have to bring up Scottie Pippen. And, and, and granted, we're going to do that anyway because you can his ex-wife, but if your name was Larsa Jones, should it be different? <laughs> Niggas wouldn't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? I just want to see how motherfucking me relevant Larsa Pippen has to be if she changed her name to Larsa Jones. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Stop carrying that man's last name. You're going to embarrass him like that. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what happened in their personal life. I ain't trying to get into that shit. But it, it just comes a point in time where it's like, damn, you really going to keep you really going to keep fucking these, these top-notch celebrities out in the open? You know what I'm saying? Carrying this man last name? That's my only thing, bro. So you don't have to carry this nigga last name if you're going to be living your best life. If y'all broken up, be broken up. If you're going to divorce me, like, if, I only, if you're going to divorce a nigga, you don't have to keep his last name. Go back to your old fucking name. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Especially if you're going to be her fucking all wild style. And you know she's going to be out in the open. Like, you don't have to embarrass that man like that. You don't have to do that to Scotty. He is a fucking NBA legend. God, the nigga got six rings, bitch. The nigga got six fucking rings. He deserves better. <laughs> Scotty deserves fucking better, man. That's all I'm saying. But with the, with the whole Bronny situation, for the record, bro, you know what I'm saying? For the record, like I said, she didn't do shit wrong with the whole Bronny situation. You know what I'm saying? That little nigga just, he just horny liking pictures and shit. You know what I'm saying? The Aaron ain't going to be the Aaron net. You know what I'm saying? Like, she ain't do nothing wrong with that Bronny situation at all. I want to make sure I clear that up on my platform as well. I don't think she did nothing wrong with that. I don't know what the DM say. You know what I'm saying? From what I know, he just liked the picture and shit like that. Um, so she ain't do nothing wrong with that at all. Uh, like I said, he just on some, he on some cougar shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I just think she'll fall off without that last name. You know what I'm saying? I just, I. Cause to me, on some real shit, I don't even think Larsa Pippen that bad, bro. I'm be, I'm be, I'm be hundred percent. She was like every bitch named Ramirez that's on Instagram selling tummy tea, <laughs> that that tummy tuck shit. She like every Mexican bitch named Ramirez. <laughs> As we lost people, like, she like every Mexican bitch named Ramirez with a with a, with a nice little body selling some tummy tuck tea on Instagram. That's that she look like. So I want to see how motherfucking me relevant she really fucking be. If her last name wasn't Pip, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm fucking saying, man. Uh, uh, moving on, man. Moving on. Hey, you know, I got, I, you know, I got something to say, man. You know, motherfuckers always talking about when you make it, put your money back into the hood and shit like that. I know we always see that. When motherfuckers make it, everybody wants them to put their money back in the hood. Don't forget us. Nigga, don't forget where you come from. All that bullshit. I'm telling y'all niggas right now, when I make it, bro, when I make it... <laughs> Hey, when I make it, niggas ain't gonna be able to find hatch. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna be in Hawaii somewhere, s- fucking going crazy with some bad bitch in leaf and leaf skirts, <laughs> going crazy. But it's like motherfuckers always say, put your money back into the hood, put your money back to the hood. Don't forget about your people. But they don't never tell you about Derek Coleman. They don't never tell you about Derek motherfucking me Coleman, man. Derek Coleman was an NBA player. Derrick Coleman got roughly about $87 million from the NBA. $87 million motherfucking dollars. 87 big ones, bitch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 87 fat ass million dollars, right? And and what Eric and what Derek Derek uh Coleman do? He did what a lot of you niggas do. He put his money back into the hood. A noble thing. Don't get me wrong. It's a noble thing to do. But it really bit him in the ass because Derek Coleman ended up going broke, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, motherfuckers always tell you put your money back to the hood and all that shit. But you got to be smart with your money, bro. Because that nigga Derek Coleman lost nearly $87 million by putting all his money back into Detroit. This nigga Derek Coleman thought it was a bright idea to put his money back into the hoods of Detroit. Detroit. Them niggas ain't got water in Flint. <laughs> like, them niggas, and that's fucked up. They still ain't got water in Flint right now. Michigan, I don't want to put, we put money, $87 million in Michigan? You didn't, you didn't think to go to Cali or Texas or buy some big-ass buildings in New York? <laughs> like, no, this nigga wanted to buy back the block. Like, motherfuckers always talking about buying back the block. This nigga lost nearly all $87 million of his money 
by putting that shit back into Detroit. He's trying to revamp Detroit into Hilton hotels and fucking fast food restaurant chains and shit like that. Um, but of course, around this time, uh, he didn't plan on the 08 recession to come. Um, this was around the same time as the 08 recession. I believe it took a year or two beforehand. Uh, once the 08 recession hit, the nigga had to, he had to keep paying that shit out of pocket. He couldn't sustain that shit. Imagine losing $87 million trying to buy back the fucking block. Fuck the hood, nigga. <laughs> hey, I made it out. You know what I'm saying? I'm so far removed from the bullshit I was doing back in St. Louis. The little bullshit I was doing in St. Joe. I'm so far removed. I am not buying back shit in St. Louis. If I ever get money, get money. Fuck no. <laughs> Derek Coleman. Oh, man. That's a tough way to fucking go out, my nigga. I ain't gonna fucking fake it. That's a tough fucking way to go out. Try and do the right thing. And you nearly you lose nearly all your fucking 87 million trying to revamp Detroit. Damn. You don't hear Big Sean shouting that nigga out at all. <laughs> That's fucking tough. <laughs> uh moving on, man. Uh, let's get into it. Um, you know, since the last episode, you know, Christmas has happened. Um Hopefully everybody had nice Christmas and shit like that. I know for a fact, one woman in the world who did not, <laughs> I repeat, did not <laughs> have a good Christmas was Iggy Azalea, man. Um, you know, man, Iggy Azalea, you know, she took a Twitter, man, on Christmas Day. Um, you know, her displeasures with, voicing her displeasures with Playboy Cardi and shit like that. Uh, about, him, about him not being there with his son and things like that on, on Christmas and things of that nature. Um, and she dived into some other things, of course, uh, as well. She talked about him not signing a birth certificate. Um, she talked about this being a plan baby, um, a plan having a plan C section, and him not being there while they were staying with each other and things of that nature. Uh, she spoke on him cheating on her and things of that of that nature as well. Allegedly, um, she spoke on a lot of shit, man. She spoke on a lot of shit, and you know, as as a man, bro, as a dude. I ain't really give a fuck about none of this shit. <laughs> I gotta be honest with you, bro. When I seen this shit, I was just like, "Oh, this was this is what, what what's trending on Twitter." Um, you know, what I, mean? I just seen this was what was trending. I didn't really give a fuck about him not really being there for his kid. You know, what I mean, I, I didn't really expect him to be the type of dude to be there for his kid. To be honest with you, whenever you got a dude that's you know, that's out in the open about some satanic shit, that's wearing devil horns and shit. You know what I'm saying? Hey, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Eventually, you got to believe a nigga raps, man. Like, that's my only thing. Like, when niggas be rapping, like, motherfuckers be acting like that, them, them words don't got shit to do with that person's lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? Like, if niggas is rapping about fucking bitches and leaving them on a daily, why do you think he's not, as a nigga, I don't think he doing that shit in real life. I would think I would be uh, I would be utterly shocked. I repeat, utterly fucking shocked if a nigga that's rapping about fucking bad bitches and giving them Molly and passing on and and believing in the devil and shit like that. I would be utterly shocked if in real life that nigga was in a faithful relationship with 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 a family taking care of his kids. I would be fucking bamboozled. I would be let a fucking stray. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it's like, I, sometimes, bro, that's why I say, that's why I came around past episodes, bro, and I was saying, like, women don't be listening to what niggas be saying. Like, a nigga tell you what type of nigga he is, you know what I'm saying? Like, he'll tell you what type of shit he on, what type of shit he want to be on with you. You will get all that information within the first two months. Within the first two months of talking to a motherfucker, you would get the information of whether or not they fucking with you for real. A nigga like me, I get that shit within the first two weeks. I make my decision within the first two weeks if I'm going to fuck with you for real. And it's like Iggy Azalea never took the hint. <laughs> like this nigga, this nigga Playboy Cardi is not fucking with you like that, baby. It's just the whole world know it, but you don't. It's fucked up when the whole world knows something and you don't. <laughs> 
it's fucked up, baby. <laughs> like it truly is fucked up. Like I said, and she went on her whole rant, you know what I'm saying, for hours on Twitter, bro. And my only reason why I really wanted to bring it up on the podcast today, man, is because I seen a lot of, you know what I'm saying, black women going in on the situation, like dogging her. And I was fucking, I was confused. Like, I do understand that Iggy Azalea, man, for whatever, it, I don't know why, it, maybe it's because she's a white girl with an ass, and niggas be talking about they want to fuck her or some shit. Maybe it's because she's a white female rapper. Maybe it's all that shit. Maybe it's because she's Australian or some shit, wherever the fuck she from. Maybe it's all that shit. But black people ain't really been fucking with Iggy Azalea for, since forever. And I was really confused when I seen her doing this shit on Twitter. And I was seeing her getting backlash from, from black chicks or chicks, period. People people from the culture. And I was confused. So I'm like, I see black women go through this shit every day. And when you go on their comments, all you see is motherfuckers uplifting them, talking about how they deserve better. All Iggy Azalea was doing was talking about how she ain't she had an ain't shit ass baby daddy. <laughs> That's all Iggy Azalea was doing, bro. Was talking about how she got an ain't shit ass baby daddy. And he wasn't there for his fucking his kid for Christmas. That's all she was doing. But when you when you go on the black chick, you know what I'm saying, social media or some shit like that, and that shit happened to them, motherfuckers in their comments uplifted her. Pop, granted, she deserves to be uplifted in that moment of time. But shit, I think Iggy and Zay do too. I think I think I think motherfuckers make dumb decisions. I think motherfuckers be fucking motherfuckers that they know they, they shouldn't be fucking. That's 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 been my my biggest fear in my whole life, bro. Is having a baby by somebody that I know I don't want to be with. I know that I don't want shit to do with after I'm done fucking them, because that shit is that's that's a different that's a different game. Then you you ain't matter of fact, you ain't playing games no more. Like now you the answer the real deal. You know you in the end game now, nigga. Thanos is here, bitch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it's like. I mean, it's just like I don't think motherfuckers be paying attention to who they really who they decide to sleep with, man. Because motherfuckers, like I said, motherfuckers will tell you within the first two months what it's gonna be. You know what I'm saying? If if it make it that far, if you make it two months with a motherfucker, that within that two months that you you should know how it's gonna go from that point on. Ain't no you can change their mind. Ain't no you can make them love you better. No, ain't none of that. If a motherfucker ain't loving you, or a motherfucker ain't 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 ain't, ain't dropping their holes for you, if a motherfucker ain't fully committed to you within the first, you know what I'm saying, couple months, that shit is never gonna change. It just ain't gonna change. It may change for a while. You motherfuckers may get together and be serious for a, a while, but eventually, bro, we've seen this movie before. <laughs> like we know how this shit go. Motherfuckers gotta stop making the same mistake. But. The funniest part about this whole situation, well, the most fucked up part about this whole situation is uh, she had posted some screenshots about her sending Playboy cards and text messages and shit like that. I'm a picture of her, of, of their baby. <laughs> and it's the illest nigga out, I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> it's the illest nigga out. Imagine, imagine your girl sending you a picture, a picture of your baby, and you reply to him, he's so handsome. And that nigga said, I miss rubbing on your ass. <laughs> he don't give a fuck about that baby. <laughs> She said the picture. She said that nigga a picture of that kid. He talking about Miss Rubbing on that ass, baby. Fuck what you talking about? What's up with the cheeks, man? <laughs> What's up with the cheeks? Fuck that. Fuck that little kid. Fuck that. <laughs> oh, but she gonna talk. But she posted that screenshot and talking about some. But I'm crazy, right? Yeah, you fucking crazy. Like anytime that. Yeah, bitch. That nigga tell he he wanna fuck. You trying to be, you trying to play house. He trying to fuck. <laughs> like, sometimes it just be that simple. That nigga trying to fuck. <laughs> um, but the funniest part about that shit, man, that nigga Playboy Cardi got bullied into being the father, man. Um, two days after Christmas, that nigga started posting pictures and videos uh, of being with his kid and shit like that. Um, and that's all motherfuckers really want at the end of the day. Like, so it ain't really none of our business, but the funniest shit. It was like, that nigga got bullied into being a father. That's the funniest shit in the world when nigga get bullied into being a father. Like, the whole world started letting this nigga know he was an ain't shit ass dad. And he started, started taking care of his kid. 
Like, what's the point of seeing your kid on December 27th and you're going to see him on Christmas? Don't see your kid two days after Christmas, nigga. What the fuck? <laughs> Ain't shit special about two days after Christmas. <laughs> like, like you, you, you got to be a special type of ancient-ass nigga to, to, come see, to not see your kid on Christmas but pull up two days after Christmas. I ain't gonna fake. You gotta be a special type of ancient ass nigga. You ill ass nigga, Playboy Cardi. I ain't gonna fake. <laughs> that nigga ill as a motherfucker. <laughs> ah, moving on, man. Ah, moving on. Wrap it up, yo. Wrap it the fuck up, man. Doing this, doing like I said, man. Twenty twenty, man, been a crazy motherfucking year, man. Like top of the show, man. I mentioned. You know what I'm saying? The COVID. I mentioned the fire tornadoes, the killer hornets and shit like that. Police brutality. But we've been hit with another one, man. We've been hit with another Mike Tyson left hook, bro. They done fucked around and put a cape on the clap, dog. It's some, it's some shit called super gonorrhea out here, man. <laughs> it's some shit called super gonorrhea, man. They done put a cape on that shit, man. Um, they said the cases are rising due to COVID. You know what I'm saying? Due to COVID overuse of antibiotics. Um, due to this COVID, this COVID pandemic, you know what I'm saying? All, a, lot of, a lot of doctors and, and hospitals were providing antibiotics to these people out here. And they saying that shit is, is helping cause a, a new fucking strand of, of fucking gonorrhea. Like, hey, you really got to watch who you fucking, man. Like, when, like, it's one thing to catch gonorrhea. Like, for real, I, I, I'm lucky enough to sit here and say to y'all and honestly say to y'all, I ain't never caught no, I ain't never caught an STD, fam. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, I be wrapping shit up. You know what I mean? But, like, I can only imagine, like, going to the doctor. You know what I'm saying? And, and the doctor coming back to you and they say, you got gonorrhea. Like, I can only imagine how a nigga feel in that situation. But imagine when a doctor come back there and tell you, nigga, you got super gonorrhea. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like think about that shit. Nigga said you got super gonorrhea. You gotta assume you finna die within the next twenty minutes. Like, you can't think you finna be healthy after this. You got some shit with super attached to it. Super gonorrhea. They put a cape on this shit. Oh, <laughs> like this shit is just crazy. Like I just don't understand. It's let me read. Where we getting this shit from, man? TMZ. This is from TMZ. It's saying. The World Health Organization told the son of mutant, more powerful strain of the burning STD is spreading worldwide, partly because of the pandemic, which has gotten more people on drugs and antibiotics, plus limited their access to health care. Um, the WHO rep says overuse of antibiotics in the community can fuel the emergence of antimicrobial. Oh, damn. Antimic I ain't even seen this before. Antimicro antimicrobial. The WHO rep says overuse of antibiotics in the community can refuel the emergence of anti anti what the fuck antimicrobial resistance in gonorrhea. God damn! Uh, I don't know this a word. It's some type of drug. A common antibiotic for treating the respiratory infections was used for COVID nineteen treatment earlier in the pandemic. God damn! So I guess the shit they was using to treat gonorrhea, they was using that shit for motherfucking me COVID as well. So niggas that was getting COVID, they shit started fucking going crazy. <laughs> they, I guess niggas that was getting gonorrhea, they shit, they couldn't treat the shit, so the shit just started amplifying to the max or some shit. Like, just imagine getting super fucking gonorrhea. You got the super clap. That's like Kawhi Leonard clapping your shit, bro. I ain't gonna... <laughs> That's like Kawhi clapping your shit, bro. I ain't gonna fake it, man. That's some crazy shit, bro. I'm just words to the wise, man. Fellas, wrap that shit up. Ladies, wrap. Ladies, be protected, man. There's some shit going around. They got a cape on it. I ain't gonna fake it. <laughs> uh, moving on, man. Um, you know, man, it's like it's an emergence of a new app, man. We all know about the clubhouse shit. If you ain't heard about clubhouse yet, I don't know what to tell you, bro. I, you, you just lame. I ain't gonna fake it. If you, ain't, if you don't know about clubhouse by now, you just you ain't you ain't you ain't in the know. You know what I'm saying? Um, to me, I, I don't feel like I ever be get on Clubhouse. I did make an account. Let me not fake like I ain't making an account. I made an account like four weeks ago uh, when I first heard about the shit. Um, I, I was thinking it was going to be a platform I may use and things of that nature. But when I dug a little bit deeper, man, it ain't shit but a big-ass phone call. Hey, I ain't trying to be on a phone call with you goofy-ass niggas, man. 
It'd be 5,000 people on one fucking phone call. Man, get the fuck out of here, man. <laughs> um, but the reason why I bring it up, man, is because um, a few days ago, uh, Joe Budden was in a clubhouse, um, on a clubhouse party with, um, what is it? Uh, what's the nigga name? Jay Prince Jr. Uh, if you don't know about Jay Prince Jr., they're down there in Houston, Texas. Uh, Jay Prince is the father. Uh, Jay Prince Jr. is the son, obviously. Um, but in that call, man, niggas was pressing Joe Budden about the way he be, you know, doing his interviews, the way he be hosting his platform, and the way he be talking on his platform. Uh, you know, a lot of niggas was pressing Joe Budden about the little Yachty shit. Um, shit that happened three years ago. I'm not really going to get into what niggas was, they was pressing him about uh, because it's the Migos, shit like, shit like that was three years ago, fam. Like, if you're going to press a nigga, bro, you got to press a nigga about some shit that's current, some shit that just happened recently, you know what I'm saying? You can't press a nigga about some shit that happened years ago. Um, but for my, my takeaway from the whole Jay Prince and Joe Budden clubhouse call, um, it kind of seemed like Jay Prince Jr. was kind of like, he was trying to pull Joe Budden card. Um, but it's like, they never had a problem. Like he was trying to pull Joe Budden card about Joe Budden, um, saying he don't like niggas on his platform, saying he don't like other niggas music on his platform. Um. He was saying, he was, Jay Prince was like, if you got a problem with niggas, you saying shit on your platform, why don't you say that shit to me? And it's like, nigga, if he don't have a problem with you, why would he say some shit about you on his platform? Like, so, like, from the get-go, you can kind of see what type of time that nigga was on. You know what I'm saying? You can kind of see what type of time Jay Prince Jr. was on. He was on some trying to pull that nigga card in front of a lot of bitches. Because when you look at the clubhouse um, chat list, there was a lot of women in that, in that, in that, uh, in that, in that call. In that clubhouse invite. Um, so there's a lot of women there. You know how niggas get when it's a lot of bitches around, man. Niggas want to try to pull niggas' cars. Niggas want to sound all smart, use words and shit. Niggas try, you know, niggas know how it go, bro. Niggas, all, I think only niggas can tell when a nigga try to take it up a notch. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> when niggas try to take it up a notch, it's like, damn, my nigga, like, you doing that because the hole is hit. Um, and it was and it was apparent because once Joe Blanton got off the call, you know what I'm saying? Jay Prince was still in there with the motherfucking me, with the hoes. You know what I'm saying? Saying, get that bitch nigga out the way and shit like that. Like, just going on, egging and shit on, feeding into the bullshit. And like I said, I don't really give a fuck about the clubhouse shit. This, I ain't no chatty patty ass nigga, man. I ain't coming on my podcast or my platform to talk about niggas, you know what I'm saying, that got beef with each other, niggas that want to have beef with each other, a fake beef with each other. That's lame shit to me, bro. But one thing I am going to say, man, you know, these last couple years, bro, I've been hearing a lot about this Jay Prince shit, uh, this shit down there in Houston, uh, rap a lot of shit, the Jay Prince Jr. and the Jr. and all that shit. It's like six of them niggas, man. Um, I don't know about them niggas, bro. I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I get niggas be having, you know what I'm saying, respect and, and, and clout from the shit they did back in the day. But it comes a certain point in time where niggas got to stop acting like they hood is the hardest, bro. You know, niggas, niggas got to stop that shit, bro. Like you won't if if niggas still trying to think they got pulled because of they what some shit they daddy did, that's when you gotta start standing up to niggas, bro. Like I'm be I'm gonna be honest with you, bro. And, I, and I'm not trying to come on my podcast, my platform to disrespect nobody from you know what I'm saying from from Houston, disrespect Jay Prince or anything like that. But as a man, bro, I will never let a grown ass man who goes who who openly goes by the name Junior. Pull my card. It, it's just one thing I can't do, bro. It, it's just one thing I can't do. If you a grown ass man openly going by a name Junior, it's just some shit. You, you can't even talk to me. Like, it's just you can't even talk to me. Use a little nigga. You know what I'm saying? It just comes a point in time. Like, if I hit the age of 30, I'm not talking to no nigga named Junior. No, no grown nigga named Junior am I talking to. You can't pull my card. You a little nigga. You acknowledge and use a little nigga. You know what I'm saying? That's how I feel about the situation. I don't know these J. I don't know nothing about Jay Prince. Listen, I, I heard the stories. I, I've heard the stories. My response to that shit is nobody gives a fuck. Everybody done did some dirt, bro. That, that be the thing. Like, niggas that really did dirt don't talk about the shit. Niggas that really did dirt ain't impressed by the, by the dirt other niggas do. You acknowledge it. Yeah, you did it, but we don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? That's all I'm saying, bro. There comes a point in time, like, because you heard Joe, when I was listening to, I was listening to the shit, bro, 
I've always heard like Joe Budden always talk about the, you know what I'm saying, Jay Prince and his and his kids and shit like that. I've always heard that shit. And he's always sounding pussy when he's talking about that shit. And I've always, like I said, I'm all about respect. If you respect somebody, you respect somebody. But it's a difference between respecting somebody and becoming pussy. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you the same nigga that was pressing your little yachty and shit and still on your case, I need you to be that same nigga when another nigga with, with, with some street cred approach you. If not, I got to think you pussy. I got to. And from that from that conversation with Jay Prince Jr. and Joe Budden, I can only walk away from that thinking Joe Budden was pussy from that. I love Joe Budden. I respect Joe Budden. But, I, nigga, you were scared. He pressed you. You got pressed. You allowed to press. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You allowed to press. <laughs> That's just how it is. You, you allowed him to press you. I've, I've never been one to, look, hey, you got to fight. You know what I'm saying? Look, that's just how I, I, I'm, I'm that nigga. You gotta fight. If a nigga press you, you can't let a nigga successfully press you. If you're gonna lose a fight, lose the motherfucking fight. You know what I'm saying? But don't, don't, don't not fight. Don't let a nigga press you. And that's what Jay Prince Jr. did. And Joe Budden allowed him to do that shit. That's why once Joe Budden got out the motherfucking me uh, clubhouse shit, Jay Prince Jr. felt so much for me comfortable saying that shit he said. Get that bitch ass nigga out the way. You know what I'm saying? All et cetera, all the other shit he was saying. I was gonna play shit on my platform, but I don't wanna play that bullshit. It's just two niggas trying to use big words, trying to sound smart. That's it's one thing I if it's one thing I hate, bro. I ain't gonna lie to you. If it's one thing I hate, is a motherfucker talking to me, talking slow, trying to put emphasis on words like they saying some shit when they really not. And that's all them niggas was doing. And like I said, Clubhouse is just, look, man, I don't know how long Clubhouse is going to be around. Um, It's popping right now. It's new. But I'm not finna sit on a phone call with you niggas, man. Like that whole situation, just knowing that these two niggas on a phone call, going at it about how another nigga, how a nigga's perform his interviews on his podcast. Like, Jay Prince Jr. basically want this nigga to sugarcoat shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? To appease niggas. Man, fuck that. You can't keep allowing niggas to live off their daddy name, bro. Real shit. My pops is, my pops is dead. I ain't never wanted to live off his name. Like, you can't keep allowing niggas to live off their na- pops' name, bro. Eventually, niggas gonna have to press, eventually niggas gonna have to press the issue, bro. You can't keep allowing niggas to press you like that, man. Uh, moving on, man. Fuck off that bullshit, man. Moving on. I want to talk about the power of the almighty dollar, man. The power of the fucking almighty fucking dollar. And the reason why I bring it up, man, is because the Panthers offered to tackle Russell Ocon. Um, He will be getting half of his $13 million contract um, paid in Bitcoin, man. Um, the power of the almighty dollar, man. That shit. I'm, in, I'm interested to see how that shit is going to change within the next couple of years, man. Um. Like I said, this is the last episode, you know what I'm saying, before the, um, you know, the 2020 year is over with. I'm interested to see going forward um, what the power of a dollar is really going to be within the next five, 10 years. reason why I say that, man, is because Bitcoin has been a popular topic over these last couple of days, over these last couple of weeks, obviously. Um, you had Megan Thee Stallion giving out, you know, shares of Bitcoin to all her fans and things like that through, through Cash App. Um, you got Bitcoin value going super crazy right now i seen the percentage of bitcoin i seen that shit basically the same equivalent of a bmw you know what i'm saying a, a fucking 12 percent uh bitcoin is fucking the equivalent of a, of a, a fucking bmw or some shit like that um i don't know how accurate those numbers are of course but you do see the numbers are pretty high everywhere you look um and when i see a uh, nfl player getting half of their contract paid in bitcoin um i don't know what to say I don't know if it's a smart thing to do or if it's a dumb thing to do. I'm not too educated on the whole Bitcoin thing. Um, you know what I'm saying? I, with, those, with shit like that, bro, I'm not going to lie to you, bro. I, I get it's, it's good to be you know, early on those things because you want to get the uh, the benefits. You want to get all the uh, the edge. The, you know, you just you want to get the you you want to get the, the, the good shit out of it. You want to be the one to hit, get shit new. Um, you want to be able to hit the lick first. You know what I'm saying? I've always been one of the people, man. I be hesitant to do shit like that. I'm hesitant to do the whole Bitcoin shit like shit. 
um, the electronic shit, like um, the forex shit. Like I be hesitant to do shit like that, bro, because I'm still a, I'm an old school ass nigga, bro. If you know me personally, bro, I'm an old school laid back ass nigga, bro. I'm 25, but I probably act like I'm 32. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like I got an old soul, bro. So I'm hesitant to to, to jump on a wave of all this new shit. Sometimes I'm mean, a Bitcoin is one of them. Um, I I know the the demand for that shit is high as fuck right now, so I know it, it probably wouldn't be that smart to 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 spend so much money in it. I, I don't know, you know what I mean. I, I really don't know, but to get half of your NFL contract, which isn't a fully guaranteed contract, by the way, to get half of that shit paid in Bitcoin, like that's a big fucking risk, my nigga. And like I said, I, this is the first time I've heard about Bitcoin, and I feel like I feel like Bitcoin. When it popped off like two, three years ago, when it popped off, it died off like six, seven months after that. That's that's what I thought. That's what the headlines were saying. So I, I just don't know, fam. Um, it is something to, to keep an eye out for um, within the next five, ten years. We, we leave in 2020, man. It, it's interesting to see. You know, so niggas is really going to this Bitcoin shit. This nigga just got half his contract in Bitcoin. Like I said, for any of my friends of the show, man, if y'all know about this Bitcoin shit, man, put me on. Like, like, give me hip. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I'm not saying I'm going to get into this shit, but I do want to know about it. Like, I, I'm, I'm wanting to, like, I love to learn about new shit, and I don't know about this Bitcoin shit. Like, to me, whenever I know niggas that I'm smarter than, like, when I know niggas is stupid, like, when I know niggas is stupid, and they get into shit, that's when I be like, nah, but this shit got to be a scam or something. Well, this shit may not last long. There's <laughs> a lot of niggas I know that's flat out fucking stupid. That's really pumping this Bitcoin shit. And the only reason why I'm thinking there's some, some validity behind the shit because I'm seeing niggas with some credibility saying the shit as well. Like, so if you know about this shit, let a nigga know, man. For a let a nigga know. Uh, moving on, man. What we got, man, before I get up out of here, man? Uh, I ain't got much for you guys. You know, let me get into some quick hits before I get up out of here, before I wrap this shit up, man. Uh, let's get to sports real quick. I ain't got much in sports, man. I want to talk about the, the uh, Washington Wizards, bro. You know, man, on past episodes, I came in, I talked about the when the trade went down, I talked about the John Wall and Russell Westbrook trade. Um, trade. And I talked about how, like, the Wizards really won that trade. Like, I really thought the pairing of Russell Westbrook and Bradley Brill in the Eastern fucking Conference, bro, would look would do something, not not be a top five seed, at least be a fucking six, seven, eighth seed, at least be in that playoff seed, you know, in that playoff tournament at the end of the season, bro. They like 0-4 now, bro. And like, I told niggas back in like 2012, you know, so 2011, 2012, whenever KD, whenever KD left the fucking Warriors, um, what was that, 2014 probably, 2016? Damn. Um, but probably like back in 2013, bro. I told I was telling niggas, bro, Russell Westbrook was my favorite, my second favorite player in the league behind Kobe. And once Kobe left, it went to Russell Westbrook. And I told niggas, I said, I love Russell Westbrook, but Russell Westbrook is not a championship player. Like all my life, I've been a winner, bro. All my life, I've been a winner. So I've always tried to, you know what I'm saying? I've always tried to lean toward the winners. Like I, I love the not I don't I don't I don't hop on bandwagons. I've always had I've always just found niggas in early on in their career and they also they ultimately ended up winning. I just got lucky, bro. I'm a Laker fan, bro. <laughs> like I grew up a Laker fan, Laker shit is in my blood. All my family is Laker fans, bro. Like I was born into this shit. So when you see when you come across other players that's not on a, that's not on championship organizations to start their career. And they have multiple opportunities to, to, to change that, to go to a contender, to go to a better situation. But instead, they take the money. Instead, they stay in the same situation over and over again. The same thing happened with Melo, bro. Melo was supposed to be a part of the Miami Heat Big Three. That nigga signed for a five-year deal. Braun told the nigga signed for four. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like... <clears throat> It just comes to a certain point in time. You can't keep rooting for niggas that don't want to win. And Russell Westbrook did not want to fucking win. He wanted to get traded. He went to Washington. And when you just see him playing in Washington, bro, that nigga just want to get a triple-double. The triple-double is probably – that shit used to mean so much when I was growing up. 
And when you see a nigga get a triple double, you used to be like, God damn, that nigga was, he gave it all he had that night. But now it's like, it's so fucking easy. The game is sped up in so many more possessions now, bro. I told my uncle, bro, like two years ago. I told him, I said, man, you know, I said, the crazy thing about the NBA is the NBA is reset. He was like, what you mean? I'm like, when you think about back in the day, you know what I'm saying? When you look at the Oscar Robertsons, the, the, the Will Chamberlains, and the niggas that played back in the day, them old Celtics teams and shit like that, the, the pace of the game was so fast, them niggas was scoring like 140-something points. Like, I think the Detroit Nuggets back in the 90s or the or late 80s scored like 170-something points. If I'm not mistaken, don't quote me, but I believe it was like 170-something points in, in the late 80s or mid-90s. Like, hells ago. And it's because the pace of the game was so fast. The pace of the game back then was so fucking fast. When you get to the to the fucking uh, 90, the 90s basketball, you know what I'm saying? The, the, the When you get to the 90s basketball in the early 2000s, the pace of the game slowed the fuck down. That's when you start seeing niggas only scoring like 80-something points a game, 90-something points a game, shit like that. Now the game, the pace of the game is sped the fuck up so much that niggas is getting triple doubles out the wazoo. And it, it, it makes it sound like they're good players. Lonzo Ball down there, a triple-double threat every fucking night. And Lonzo Ball is ass. Ben Simmons just got paid how much? That nigga's a triple-double threat everywhere he go. 15-point triple-doubles. We used to laugh at shit like that, but now niggas is getting paid so much because they getting them numbers. That's all Russell Westbrook care about, bro. When them niggas, when them niggas went 0-2, this nigga Russell Westbrook literally came out there and said, This shit, he said, this one's on me. I'm out there bullshitting around missing these shots. That nigga been bullshitting around missing them shots his whole career. And I told niggas about three years ago, I said, bro, I'm starting to see Russell Westbrook when he go to the hole and he get knocked to the ground, they stay on the ground a little bit longer. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? The niggas starting to feel them hits. I said, well, once his athleticism go out, Russ ain't got shit else. He ain't got shit else. And it's like Russ, is. it truly is sad to see Russell Westbrook since Kevin Durant has left. Yes, he has won that MVP. Um, he, he won the MVP because of the triple-double shit. But he ain't been outside the first round since, bro. And to think that Russell Westbrook could go to the Eastern fucking Conference and not make the playoff. Like, imagine if this nigga don't make the playoffs in the Eastern Conference, bro. Imagine that shit. After KD leave, after not getting shit done with KD, after getting Paul George and Melo, not getting that shit to work, after going to motherfucking me Houston with James Harden, not getting that shit to work. And if you go to the Eastern Conference, you don't make the playoffs? Come on, man. Don't nobody give a fuck about them triple-doubles, bro. You're not winning games. You got to win games, my nigga. You got to win the fucking games, bro. Uh, moving on, man. Let's get into music a little bit. Y'all was watching this basketball game, man. This little infomercial came on. You know when they sell you some shit for like $19.99. Call this number right now. Uh, this this particular infomercial had Elvis Presley on it. Um. And it was it was selling an Elvis Presley gospel album. It was like 40 Elvis Presley gospel album songs and like 30 live performances or some shit like that. And I was fucked up. I was tripping. I'm like, I didn't even know Elvis did fucking gospel, bro. Now, I always know about Oz, uh, Elvis from, you know what I'm saying, the rock and roll shit. He, he, was, he was still a nigga shit. You know what I'm saying? The king of rock and shit. You know, he was still, he was still a nigga shit. And I didn't know that Elvis did gospel. Like nobody ever told me Elvis did fucking gospel. So I was fucking blown away when I was sitting back, like, damn, this nigga Elvis really was doing gospel. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But the thing that tripped me out about the shit is like I said, Elvis stole, you know, a little little richer than them shit. He, he was stealing them niggas shit back in the day. So when they was talking about this gospel shit in the in the background, this nigga Elvis. We're singing fucking Amazing Grace. <laughs> so I'm like, yo, this nigga Elvis stole fucking Amazing Grace too? God damn. 
You talk about a thieving ass nigga. You talk about a fucking culture vulture ass nigga. I told I told you how I hate motherfucking me Hulk Hogan. You talk about Elvis fucking Presley. Elvis. This nigga stole Amazing Grace too. God damn. That nigga was ruthless, wasn't he? He was taking from niggas. <laughs> I ain't know that nigga did me. I ain't know that nigga did gospel music, bro. That's the craziest shit in the world, dog. Um, but moving on, man. You know, to my favorite segment of the podcast, man. My favorite segment of the podcast is the Love Thy Hero segment. This week, Love Thy Hero segment goes out to LeBron James. Um, I am recording this podcast on December 30th, um, which is LeBron James's um birthday. Um, LeBron James turned 36, I believe. Um, so I want to say happy birthday to LeBron James. I know I come on here a lot and I talk about LeBron James, man. Uh, I'm a big basketball guy. You know, I watch basketball a lot. Uh, but I don't want to talk about the shit on the court with LeBron, man. The shit on the court, you know what I'm saying, as, as great as it is, um, it is what it is with that shit. His shit he, he's still writing his story, you know what I'm saying? But it's the shit that he's been doing out you know, offside the court, man, it's really been making me a huge fan, bro. Like, the shit that LeBron James do off the court, man, with opening the school, with, you know what I'm saying, being a, a leader, you know what I'm saying, for the culture, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I've seen so many, so many huge stars back away from that shit and just focus on their crap, you know what I'm saying? And, and a lot of niggas gave him flack for that shit. You know, a lot of niggas gave LeBron flack for that shit, for being involved in a lot of other shit. And he wasn't winning championships. Now you look up, he got four of them motherfuckers, but you can't say shit no more. Um, so I just I don't, don't want to go too deep on it and make this shit long. I've, I've covered this shit over over plenty of plenty of episodes of, of this podcast when I, I brought up his name. Uh, I just wanted to make sure I come on here on his birthday, man. Said thank you, LeBron James, for everything you've done. You know what I'm saying for for us as black people. You know what I mean for people that look like you, that sound like you. Um, not niggas that's built like you. Not niggas ain't 6'9", 260 that can move like that on the basketball court, man. Um, but just for people that look like you, man, sound like you, man, I just want to come over and say thank you, man. Uh, so I wanted to make sure I came on here this week on your birthday, especially uh, to give you this week's Love Thy Hero segment. Uh, moving on, man, to the positive segment of the week. Um, this week's positive segment of the week goes out to Ace Hood's um, – Wife, girlfriend, his, his his significant other. Uh, she got him a Christmas gift that was pretty uh that was pretty touching, man. You know, once Ace he was getting a lot of platinum plaques, a lot of plaques for his music and shit like that. He was signed to a major label. Uh, once he went independent, you know, the, the plaques, you know, they was they was limited. They stopped coming in. You know what I mean? And his uh his, his girl went and got him a Christmas gift. She went and got plaques made for him um, by the same people that make the standard plaques for. You know, it's for major labels. So she went and got him plaques made for his independent albums, his, all his indie albums and shit like that, man. Shit like that, bro. It was just a beautiful, beautiful motherfucking me video, bro. Shit like that just warm your heart, bro. Because it just lets you know, man, it is motherfuckers that really do care for you. Motherfuckers that really do see your success. Even though you can be as humble as you want to be about it. Motherfuckers that really see your grind, man. They really do appreciate you. They really do support you and, 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 and care about you. And they want you to feel cocky sometimes. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? That's, that's really all she wanted to do is really feel good about the, the shit he has done in life. You know what I'm saying? To see a black man have somebody in, in his corner like that, that shit just gives you hope. You know what I mean? Just give you hope for the future. Uh, so I want to say shout out to Ace Hood and his family, his significant other. Shout out to his woman for that moment. Um, it put a lot of smiles on a lot of people's face. Um, if you want to see the video, I retweeted on my Twitter, man. Go ahead and, and search for that shit, man. It's on there. Or you can go to Ace Hood's shit. I'm pretty sure he got that shit on there, man. Um, but you know how we do it over here, man. Um, it's the last episode of the year, man, of 2020. Um, I want to say thank you to everybody, man. It's, we five months into this journey, man. We five fucking months into this journey, man, this podcast. Uh, like I said, man, first quarter of, of 2021, I got a lot of fucking changes I want to make to the podcast. There's going to be a lot of changes, man. I'm going to keep y'all up to date on that shit. Uh, we're going for 100 straight episodes, man. This is episode 20 fucking four. Uh, shout out to Kobe, man. <laughs> it's only right, you know what I mean. This is the last episode of the pod, uh, of the year. Um, I want to shout to everybody that's, that's been with me through this five month journey, um, throughout this this troublesome ass year. Uh, shout to everybody around the world that's tapped in, joined the conversation, man. I really do appreciate that shit. Uh, I want to shout to everybody, man, supporting the podcast on all platforms. You know what I'm saying? 
Shout out to everybody making donations to the podcast. Let's keep that shit going. Let's keep this empire break by break. Um, the link of that is in the description. You know what I'm saying? The cash app as well is in the description. It's all in the bio, man. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review um, wherever they allow you to. Um, I want to say happy New Year's to everybody, man. Be safe. You know what I'm saying? It, trust me, bro. You can you can get caught up on New Year's, man. They got my ass like that on some slick shit. Uh, so be safe, man. It's a lot of shit going on, man. But you know how we give it up on this side. Um, it's all love these ways. You know what I'm saying? Don't never let them sidetrack you with the bullshit. Stay safe. Stay sharp. Stay sane. And I'll holler at y'all next week, man. Next year, you feel me? We go into 2021 without, without all the bullshit. You know what I'm saying? I'll holler at y'all next week, man. Peace.